Okay, okay you start it whenever. <laughs> Welcome back to the Magical Lane. I'm your host, Maggie Jane. And I'm your other host, Jonah Downey, the Fit for Life Mind Body Podcast. We, we're, we're doing something we've yeah, never done before today. It's crazy. We've got two podcast hosts and Pretty a guest. Nice. Yeah. But we're all just guests here, just having a great conversation. <laughs> we'll see this how it goes. This is Elijah Meng. He is Hello. a beautiful man, life coach, hypnotherapist, my boyfriend, and a great soul. I thought he was my boyfriend. He's <laughs> 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 mine. <laughs> so today, we want to talk about self-improvement, but kind of the things a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. The dark side. The dark side. Not not just the dark side, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we get into. But we're talking about self improvement, and we're going to be talking about some valuable stuff here. So, one hundred percent. Listen closely. All the things that people don't speak on that much because people don't like to be real nowadays. But we are here mm. to be real and vulnerable and authentic and show that side of ourselves. Cause it's scary. I won't it lie. Is. It's, it's scary. It's terrifying. <laughs> like even doing this podcast is a little nerve wracking. Yeah. But I'm excited to dive into this. What should we start talking about first? What should we start? I feel like we should start with a question we each answer. Yeah. Like a quick little What's icebreaker question? question. Okay. What, what came to mind? Let's go. <laughs> What's the number one thing you've learned? Actually, let's, let's rewind it. What's the first thing you would tell someone starting their self improvement journey? If you can only give them one piece of advice. Love yourself unconditionally. Mm, yeah. Uh, this is something we were just talking about recently, like in relation to fitness though, but I feel like it relates to every aspect of self-improvement and it's coming from a place of improving yourself out of self-love instead of improving yourself from a place of self-hatred, which is so important. Like you mm. start going to the gym because you love your body and you love yourself and you want to take care of your body. Not because you hate yourself. Yeah, yeah. But so often people do that. And like, if that's where you're at, that's okay. But we um, mm -hmm. just work on transitioning that. Like if that's what, if that's the fire that gets you going in the beginning, you know, it is for a lot of people. But yeah, as long as you are, are aware of that and intentionally transition that into going and, and taking these actions and stuff from a place of self-love instead of that hatred. So I've been there, Amen. <laughs> but it doesn't like, it's, it's not going to help you get the best feeling or transformation or results. Mm -hmm. And it's not sustainable either. Facts. I agree with that. Those are two good ones. Mine would be probably to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you're going into entrepreneurship or self-improvement, which I think they go hand in hand. I think entrepreneurship is one of the best self-improvement things you can ever do. Yep. Yeah. Self-improvement course. But you got to find what you're passionate in and purposeful in, which takes some soul searching. Because if you go into it just expecting the glamour, the money that can come with this, being a celebrity on Instagram, if you want to be an Instagram influencer, first, it takes time. Yeah. Not for everyone. Some people can blow up quick, but there's going to be hard days. <laughs> so if you just earn it for like the money or things like that, I feel like you... You, you will, will be in for a, a rude awakening. Yeah, you're no, not going to get very far. Yeah. Start, start with why. Start mm. with why. I, I feel like I'm at a point where, like, I couldn't I, I couldn't possibly quit. Like, I mean, I've been at it for the past five years, and I couldn't possibly quit. I don't know why that is. It's just, like, 
in the beginning, maybe I had to have more of a reason, but I feel like it's so ingrained in me now that it's just natural. And it's like, I'm either doing this or like, like there's literally nothing else that I would do. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's become just a part of me so much that I, I feel like, yes, starting with why is so important, but now it's like become me. Like my why is... I, I, don't even know I feel like if that, that makes sense, that's <laughs> that's how you know like you really found your purpose yeah. and your passion because it's it's not anything outside of you at this point. It's just who you are. Mm. Like that that's how you find your purpose is whenever you realize, damn, it's just me. <laughs> it's just me. But I I like that a lot, and I like how you say to find your purpose. But what would you say is the best way to even go find about it. that journey because yeah. telling people to like find their purpose like that is just hard <laughs> yeah. i'll give my short answer and i know elijah got a lot to say about this too probably a good answer yeah, yeah. but shoot man. <laughs> to find your purpose for me what has helped me is i've been lucky and people could look at this as like the opposite of lucky but been alone a lot lately mm-hmm. Not like in a bad way, but it's given me time to really self-dive into who I am, which I'm still doing. Yeah. Like when I was in college three years ago, I was I was with two roommates who they were like my friends. But they really just wanted to party and they talk drama about everyone and that just wasn't what I was trying to be on. So I was alone twenty four seven. I could start diving into meditation, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing more of lately. Cause I feel like if you're always distracting yourself with technology or friends which is not bad to be with friends but anything yeah you're not going to be able to even have time to even close your eyes and look within you need that space because honestly like everything is a distraction and i know a lot of people struggle with just silence just sitting with their thoughts Mm -hmm. (laughs) people don't know how to do that (laughs) you're not going to find your purpose if you can't do that yeah uh, like that just brings, I want to expand on what you were saying because um, I just got done reading A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Ooh. Eckhart Tolle. Bro, uh, I, I haven't read it, but I want to. Oh my gosh. The end of the book, I feel like it was a little bit harder to get through the middle. Um, it's kind of dragging out. Mm-hmm. It felt like a little Is bit. Is it a big but, book? No, it's not. It's like The Power of Now. You can read but, it a week. <laughs> good yeah Um, but the end of the book is so good and it talks about your inner purpose and your outer purpose and how you need to start with your inner purpose and your outer purpose is just like a it's just a byproduct of discovering your inner purpose which is just being here now like your necklace says yeah be here now so good reminder yeah it's just like if if somebody was you know in the beginning of the self-improvement journey like what is my purpose? I feel like I need to have my purpose. Everybody's talking about find your purpose. Like, what is your purpose? No, know what your purpose is. It's like, like, cause I know that feeling is probably so real for so many people. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you don't need to stress about it. Like I did not know when I first got started in self-improvement, I had no idea that it would take me to where I'm at right now. But, yeah. um, Same. Yeah, like I had no idea. I did not be in Arizona. <laughs> Me. <laughs> talking to two random people <laughs> that I now know. On a podcast. Yeah, but like you don't need to know. That's the thing. Is we feel like we need to know, but just just fucking like do something. Like so for me, it was like 
self-improvement and entrepreneurship just went hand in hand. Like they just tied together perfectly because I got started in entrepreneurship and then I was introduced to self-improvement because there was one specific quote that I heard and it was, um, uh, your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development because success is something that you attract by the person you become. And it was Jim Rohn. Jim Jim Rohn uh, said that. But I'm sure other people have said the same kind of thing. But it's like, I was like, I heard that for the first time. I Wait, say like, it again because I cut you off while I said it. Oh, yeah. Um, your level of success will, it's either your level of success will never or rarely, um, either one, same shit. But your yeah. level of success will never uh, exceed your level of personal development because success is something that you attract or create by the person that you become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And really, it's attracted and created because you can't. That's a, they're both processes of creation. So it's the same. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a mind twist to think about because, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so focus, focus on going inwards, focus on mm. like for me, I just started out meditating, journaling, reading, doing all these things, putting new information in my mind, expanding my mind. And, um, I don't know who said this one, but it's, maybe it was you. I, I, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I, was, I saw this on like a, uh, uh, what's it called? I don't know, poster or something recently. Um, it said, a mind stretched by a new idea can never go back to its original dimensions. Mm-hmm. Like a rubber band. Yeah, or like a plastic bag. Like, but, yeah. Yeah. Same it's yeah. not yeah. meant to. Meant when to you expand. stretch your mind. Yeah. When you, yeah. That's what in, books do to me. To, exactly. Yeah. Anything. Any knowledge that you take in, it's just, <laughs> I feel like it's, slowly just getting rid of the old things Hmm. making space because like your mind is always expanding but you're also always letting go of old information Mm -hmm. that's what i've been realizing when i first started my journey i thought it was only get 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 like become more become more you gotta unlearn that's that's the real thing you have to unlearn that's the hardest thing (laughs) because you get programmed in, in certain ways and then it's like you have to unprogram, deprogram, and reprogram yourself essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to reverse the patterns once they're created. I mean, it's 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 hard, but it's not really that hard. Like if you're committed to it. I uh, mean, what do you guys think about that? My my opinion on things that are hard is everything is going to be hard. So whether you want to dive into your personal journey and try to unlearn all the things that you've learned. Like, yeah, that's going to be hard, but it's also going to be hard if you just continue to resist life and you don't improve yourself. Like both sides are hard. One is just filled with a lot more love, passion, creativity, support, and drive. And the other one is a lot of resistance, fear, anger. And so they're both hard, but one just, the other yeah it does yeah it's harder to hold on to all that yeah 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 like for me i reached a point where it was like the heart burst it open and it's like i if i were to keep all of this in me i'm gonna create major diseases (laughs) because that's how disease is created right yeah holding on to a bunch of stress and emotional Mm. shit and that's that's something that's i don't know if it's widely acknowledged but like i very clearly see that as the core cause of disease is manifesting emotion, from your thoughts yeah 
emotions. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> True. Hmm. Yeah. That's something we were talking about a lot like past couple of days and diving into is like what's the what's the link between your worldview and your attitude mm-hmm. and your health? Because that's huge. And hey, we're on the Fit for Life Mind Body podcast. <laughs> yeah. We might as well talk about health. I mean, regardless of health is everything. Right, health yeah. is everything. Health is wealth. Yeah. So like prioritizing your not only your mental health, but your emotional health, mm. your emotional awareness and intelligence yeah. is key because if you're holding on to anger, resentment, stress, if you're holding on to guilt, shame, fear, all of this stuff. And obviously we all experience these things to a certain degree, but there's a difference between feeling them and holding on to them and letting them linger and, you know, just hang out in your energy system. One thing that you helped me with was showing me feeling an emotion that I would think is bad, like sadness, depression, or insecurity is actually the way through the emotion, like to let mm-hmm. it get out of me. Yeah. I was like boxing my emotions, like Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> like, like, no, get, get down. I don't want to feel you like stay away. But then now since I've been feeling my emotions more, I feel lighter. Like it actually, yeah. you, you taught me that you did. Cause like Elijah's a hypno, hypnotherapist and does a lot of other things, but it's so big. Just letting go. Yeah, one thing I've been, one big realization I had the other day is that I have been fearing, feeling the fear within me. Because one thing that we had been talking about a while ago is just that the idea that fear does not exist. And I like the idea, but what I realized is that my mind took that and was like, all right, fear doesn't exist. So if I feel fear, that's bad. I don't need to feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's what my mind did that. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it doesn't exist. So why are you still feeling it? Maybe we shouldn't feel it. And Damn. yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't like the fear does exist and that's okay. It's always going to be around. What's the acronym for fear? That is like something about it not being real. You know the acronym? false evidence of fear. False real. evidence of being real. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I think fear is real, but I think we manifest it when we don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're yeah. not res- you're resisting that feeling because we all feel the fear. But if you resist it, you're going to attract more of it until you finally are like, all right, mm. I'm gonna feel it. I accept that the fear is here and you just give it love. Yeah. And no, like I just recorded an episode the other day. It'll be coming out next week. But it was Mm -hmm. about the idea of, I gave this visual of just your higher self. And I was talking a lot about surrender and just being, surrender is just that higher state of awareness. You're just in the seat of awareness and Mm -hmm the fear is always going to be there and you're just you're on this pedestal and you're just looking down at all the fear i call them roaches <laughs> but you're just looking down at all these roaches that are just trying to get you and if you're resisting them they're going to get you they're gonna get you because you're showing them they're like you're just looking down and you're just showing them all that fear back so you're attracting the fear. think about it yeah if you're if fearing you're... the feel yeah fearing the fear it's going to just attract but if you just look down at it and give it some love, what does it do? I agree. Because <laughs> from my personal experience, I've been running away from it. And it, that means it's, something's chasing you if you're running from it. Yeah. Like there's no other way around it. You wouldn't run from something that's not chasing you. But once yeah. you just stop, 
you look at it like, oh, that's not actually too scary. It's not actually that <laughs> <laughs> Dude, emotions, like... emotions are so interesting. Like, I'm just sitting here thinking about the connection between the all, like, those emotions, like fear and the other very strong ones that we tend to hold on to. And the connection between that and our mind and, like, the judgments of the emotions and how those two, like, if they get out of control or awareness, they just perpetuate themselves. So like, if we don't have awareness over them, like the fear, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll be fearing our own fear. <laughs> Without knowing and it. We'll, we'll like, on top of that, like guilt is another huge one mm. that I've talked about. And it's like, you feel guilty, but then you feel guilty for feeling guilty. Like, Guilt is it's one crazy. that like will always sneak back up. So it's like you feel guilty for, like you feel angry at, at your partner, for example, or something like that. You feel angry at your mom, whatever it might be, someone around you. And then you feel guilt for feeling angry at them. And it's like, how the fuck do we deal with all these emotions? Bro. <laughs> it's so, so it's so interesting. They just perpetuate themselves. And that, it's like Eckhart Tolle, the uh, pain body. Are you familiar with that? Is that a book too? No, it's, it's, he talks about it in the power of now. And so I haven't read that book since oh, yeah. 2020. It was oh, my first self-improvement book. Really? Really? I need to read it again. Read it it's, again. it's at the crib. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? I don't know. I, your guys' crib now. Yeah. I have so many books there still, but I think I might've grabbed some of them. I don't know, but I need to read it. Yeah, it's good. And a new earth. Read that one too. And a new earth. Uh, I know my mom has those. It's like, like I, I noticed the other day. I was getting in um, just really in this frustration and anger. And uh, it's like I have an awareness of, okay, I'm obviously creating this for myself. But at the same time, there's the part of me that just wants to sit in it and Bro. feel it. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like, I, I have the awareness. But at the same time, it's like that awareness, at, at least in my experience the other day, it was like that awareness wasn't enough to like just, oh, we can just drop this. Like we can just let it go. Yeah. It was like, I could tell it was just the pain body trying to perpetuate these emotions. And, and also I was resisting feeling them in a way. And that brings me back to what you were saying about like running away from the emotions, but really you just have to stop and mm -hmm. let them come up because you, you have to feel them to heal them. You can't, like, time doesn't heal that shit. Mm -mm. Time doesn't heal that. You know what like, I... It, it'll just get buried deeper in your subconscious. Yeah. Time, time does not heal that stuff. You have to feel it to heal it. You have to face it head on. You have to process yeah. it. <laughs> no, you know what uh, has always confused me is I, I would listen to uh, people similar to Andrew Tate, just like some pod, mm. podcasts and whatnot, because I like to listen to everyone. Because my goal is to listen to people's POV and not make judgments. Like really understand where they're coming from because yeah. I struggle with that. But that is my goal. One of my goals in 2024. Goal. And one thing people like Andrew Tate or quote unquote alpha males would say is don't feel your emotions. Blah, blah, blah. And maybe I misinterpreted them, but I was like, maybe that's true because maybe I'm weak for feeling my emotions. Mm. And I feel like a lot of dudes can relate to this. Yeah. But uh, all I can say is that is is crap it and they is. also talk about stoicism and how you don't feel your emotions but i've been looking more into stoicism philosophy 
they talk about the opposite. They talk about you need to feel your emotions, mm -hmm. but you don't act out them sometimes. Like if you're mad, you shouldn't punch someone in the face, <laughs> but you should feel your emotions yeah. to let them out. And that's just something I wanted to say because I've, I've <laughs> fought between those two sides. That's huge for, for men. I mean, probably for and probably women, for women. too. Yeah. But like I, in my experience, like people talk about, oh, don't let your emotions control your actions. Don't let your emotions like, you know, take control or um, hold you back, whatever. It's like your emotions are one of the single things that are always controlling your actions. And it's like, you can say that all you want, but the truth is they are controlling your actions. And I don't know. It's like this shield that men put up to like, mm -hmm. oh, like don't let your emotions control you. Like really you're just suppressing them and they're controlling you even more. And they're actually unconsciously taking over your health as well. Yeah. And, it's and they like, come out at the worst time. Yeah. And it's like, I, I look at, so like back to the health and worldview attitude, emotion, kind of thing like how they're associated i look at somebody like like i was just talking to her about this the other day but somebody like my grandpa on my dad's side like he was very healthy his whole life he never smoked he never like he always worked out he was very like routine whatever but um i didn't really have i hardly i, I met him one time when i was like very young and after that never really talked to him but what i pick up is like okay, him and my dad did not have a very good relationship. And so obviously he's disconnected from his emotions in many ways. And mm. all of a sudden he, um, I don't know, we just hear from somebody, I don't know who, but he was like crawling around his house and like just terrible condition. He was crawling? Out of, out of nowhere. And somebody walking by his house saw him through the, the window and so they called 911 and ends up he had um, lung cancer mm. and it had gotten really bad. And it's like things like that just don't just happen. And it's probably not because you eat Cheetos every week either. It's, <laughs> it's, it's because it's you're a small percentage. It's, it's, it's yeah, a buildup. Yeah. It's a buildup of energy. And so if you're like, I mean, I don't want to like <laughs> put a negative spin on this, but like. If you are one of those guys who calls yourself an alpha male, <laughs> it used and, to be me. It used to be me. You're like fuck emotions. That's weak shit. Like yeah. no, you're you're just fooling yourself. And um, those guys have mommy issues. Definitely, that's a form of insecurity. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, that's yeah. totally. It's a form of avoidance too. Like if you really don't want your emotions to to control you, then face them. And release them. That's, that's the only the time. Male. That's the only time. That's the real alpha male is whenever you can be healed on your masculine energy, but also your feminine. Because yeah. from a woman's standpoint, this idea that it's not safe to feel your emotions, like women are just true emotional beings. Like that is just what we are. And I know. Growing up, <laughs> yeah. Growing up. <laughs> men always just view women as oh they are too emotional because men are afraid not all men but from my experiences and just a lot of the men out in society like they're just afraid to feel their emotions so they view women as too emotional mm -hmm. because we are actively expressing our emotions and we were just listening to a book the other day and i really liked it and it was just saying how 
women to deal with their problems. It, it gave an example of, what was this book called? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus by John yeah. Gray. Have you listened to it or read it? I, I saw that pop up for some reason on Amazon when I was looking at books. To it's so good. Read. Get it. Men from Mars, Men women, are from Mars from women are from Venus. Get but it. In this book, it was giving this just story of how, say, a woman has a really long day at work and she comes home and her natural way of releasing and letting go is to talk about her problems of the day and to share and express and get it off her chest and then she just feels this whole emotional release and she feels a lot better but from a men's standpoint if he has a long hard day he comes home he doesn't want to talk about any of it he just wants to go into his man cave and kind of get his mind away self-reflect and get his mind away from all the issues of the day and then he feels a release, but that just like goes to show like men and women are very different and we're, we are going to express and feel our emotions very differently because women are just more heightened emotional beings. And I feel like a lot of people just don't understand that. And we're not meant to be the same. We're not at all. Thank goodness we're not. <laughs> yeah. I don't want yeah. to, I don't want to be the same. What yeah. Would be the point? Yeah. Yeah, it's, we're not. It's, it's like yin yang. We're getting a slippery slope right now. It's yin and yang. Uh, women, <laughs> women are here to help men feel their emotions, and men are here to help nurture women, and not more nurture, but just help them feel strong and safe and like, yeah, capable. Yeah, that's the. Beauty that's something I'm learning with my relationship. Relationships that's my teach first, you that yeah, so hard. Aisha's my first relationship ever. Really? And we just. Got in a little fight because the the crib was a little dirty and everything. But uh, (laughs) I totally like what you were saying about the pain body. Yeah. I relate to that so much because when me and Aisha do get in fights, they're nothing bad. We're not like going karate style or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, normally I will know I'm aware I'm mad. Yeah. And I'm aware I shouldn't say something like shut up or something like that. Or I don't want to talk right now. But I say it anyway sometimes. And then I get myself, of course. But I relate to that. I'm aware of it and I'm aware I shouldn't do it. Sometimes I catch myself, but sometimes I'll say something that I regret. And yeah. I just like, how, how would I go about that? You think? Like to, to do a better job of being more mindful of my choices, I guess. Dude, that's something I'm still figuring out. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm looking at you when I ask that because I know you probably have a good answer too, Maggie. But like, I mean, it, it's, I, I might have a so, <laughs> I mean, I feel like you do it pretty well. We don't really, we don't really argue that much. No, I mean, we have our moments, but we like talk shit out before it turns into like an yeah. It's just where I'm like, it's really just <laughs> openly communicating. And if you are in that space where you you're getting those thoughts of oh, I want to say this, but I know I shouldn't say this, give yourself a moment, like. Honestly, if you just stand there and just go internal, don't say a thing, and then just give yourself, it's really just about giving yourself that space mm-hmm. and just allowing yourself, accepting that you are mad in that situation, giving yourself that love and not taking it out on her because it's not her fault. That is your internal feeling. Facts. And even though <clears throat> you guys are in that argument, there's still something within you that is making you feel angry. It's not because of it's a reflection. It's not yeah. because of something yeah. she did. Something she did triggered 
whatever is inside of you. Mm-hmm. That's what's really making you feel angry. So just accepting that and giving yourself that space. So I I do have something to say on this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Uh, but like anger specifically is something that I'm very much still working on. But I'm realizing from my experience the other day that I was just talking about, um, like I was kind of resisting that feeling. And I was conditioned in a certain way growing up to where like I observe and viewed anger as a bad thing and like oh that should not be a thing like that, that needs to be tucked away that needs to be put down in the beast in the cage in the basement like that's what the beast <laughs> in, in the, the basement <laughs> in the basement lock it in the cage like <laughs> um, and so I still sometimes find myself dealing with that same dynamic but what my realization is is like anger among everything else it just needs to be felt and i'm resisting it as if like oh i shouldn't feel this way like how can i stop feeling this way instead of like okay i'm angry let me just like feel it fully instead of like trying resisting it and then it's like i'm i'm kind of feeling it not really like allowing myself to fully feel it at the same time and pushing it away and trying to push it back down it just keeps coming back to where it's like it's gonna continue coming back and yeah. it's just gonna stay there um but like for my health's sake, I know that's something that I need to release, you know, because yeah. I, I definitely still have some unconscious pent up anger and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. I um, can definitely familiarize myself with more, you know, and so just, just being aware of it and just feeling it and just being okay with that. Like one thing that one of my mentors taught me was um, like, whenever you're feeling a, a negative emotion, um, whatever it is, or an uncomfortable emotion, like shame guilt fear uh, anxiety like just say i feel anxious and i love that mm. <laughs> i feel anxious and i love that i, I feel, feel that i feel angry yeah. and i love that when i went the first friday so many people were around it kind of made me a little anxious mm-hmm. i won't lie i was a little like like just like i don't know i just got anxious thoughts and i started fighting them I'm like why am i feeling like this like jonah come on now let's not do this right now Mm-hmm. let's not get anxious thoughts people are just humans just like you are yeah. but sometimes my mind likes to play games and yeah. it's like a form of anxiousness anxiousness that i will get that makes me feel like someone's going to attack me it's like my body goes on fight or flight response a little bit i don't know if that makes sense no, like something dive into that more. something is scary out there and it's yeah. like everyone but i told myself and that's crazy just brought it up and this is the first time i've ever done this i literally just said hmm you know what jonah you're anxious Sweet. I love it. Like I literally said that to myself and it didn't necessarily get better, but I stopped fighting it. So I guess it did get better to where I could think about other people, like put myself out. Cause one thing I'll do too, is I try to, I try to put my, my thoughts outside of myself and try to focus on what's in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not just so in my mind coming up with like monsters that aren't even real. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I did that at work. So good. I yeah, definitely direct experience right there. <laughs> it's crazy you said that, yeah. I definitely understand that feeling of just feeling like you're going to be attacked. I know. It's crazy, and it makes me wonder, like, what happened when I was a kid? Or mm. another thing I want to – that, like, makes me really think is just, like, the ancestral wounds. It could be that. Maybe somebody in your 
ancestor line did get attacked and they just never dealt with those feelings. So now you're feeling them. Yeah. Because I know mm. from my experience, like my family dealt with like a lot of sexual trauma and I never experienced that in like a super harmful way. Like, you know, we all have some sexual trauma, but I feel their pain. Like I was meditating and I was on shrooms and I was feeling it. I'm like, this is not for me. And yeah. it's mm. crazy. That's what shrooms will do to you. Yeah. yeah. It makes you realize <laughs> you're connected yeah. to everything. Yeah. yeah. So it may, it may be that. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something on that real quick? Yeah. So I was on TikTok. Now, I don't scroll too much on TikTok, but every once in a while, I'm like, you know, I got 10 minutes to spare. But uh, a, a video popped up and it was this long video of this narrator talking. And I'm not going to say the whole, because it was like a 60 second video of him talking things, but he was saying something on the, along the lines that there comes a person in the lineage of your family history that needs to feel the trauma of everything. Yeah. So if you are feeling depressed, anxious, like the, the world is on your shoulders, maybe you are that person. <laughs> I know for a fact I am. Dude. I <laughs> and I've always felt that since I was a kid. I literally used to have dreams when I was, before I even knew what anxiety was of like having the world on my shoulders it wasn't actually the world but there's there's this huge blanket that we used to have and it was like ginormous big blanket and it was super heavy too a weighted so blanket i not necessarily a weighted blanket but it was definitely weighted it was just like, you were little too so everything was heavy <laughs> yeah, but no i would have like this is one of i think everybody has like certain dreams where like there may be like a few different dreams where you've had them multiple times, like over and over and over again. And this is one of the main ones that I remember from my childhood when I was younger, I would have this dream so much and I would wake up just feeling so anxious and like out of tense and pressure. Like I, You'd I wake know. up from your dream feeling like that? Um, I would feel like that, like in the dream oh. and wake up like that. But it was, so I would, I would just walk from, this was the dream. This was all it was. I would walk from like my room over to my mom's room and I would like try to pick up this blanket and I just would try to carry it over my shoulders. But it was like, I was small at the time and the blanket was huge. Was this real? <laughs> like your dream it was a real, real blanket that we had, but I would dream about it like so often. Oh, I was confused. And I was like carrying this blanket, but it was so heavy that I like couldn't carry. I was trying to get back to my room and bring it in there. And I just, it was so heavy. I couldn't do it. And it just brought mm. so much like tension and anxiety and Wow. Can I say something? It was like the the weight of the world was on my shoulders, and like I took on all these burdens from my family, and felt like I needed to take all that pressure off of them. And so, like it, this was all unconscious, of course. I was probably five, six, seven years old, but like I I would try and take off those burdens from them so that they could finally stop stressing and and you know all of these like chaotic emotions that I would observe growing up, which was a lot of stress. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. No, exactly. Like, I, <laughs> so I it sounds like well. you were just trying to take well that, that pain and emotions from your mom. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And that's like something I noticed going into entrepreneurship when I turned 18, I think I started at 18, um, was like, I mean, that was the start, but a year or two into it, I realized I don't really care about this. Like money does not motivate me. I just feel like I'm doing it and trying to make a lot of money 
so that I can get this burden off my back so that mm-hmm. I can, cause money was a big topic of stress when I was growing up and I was yeah. very young. And so it was like, here, mom, I can help you. Like, you know, little innocent child trying to take on the whole world just so my mom could stop feeling this stress and, mm-hmm. and all of that, all of those emotions. And, um, so that's, that's like why I unconsciously got into entrepreneurship. Uh, cause I knew that business is a way that you can make a lot of money. And that's, that's the sole reason why I just wanted, I, well, I did want peace because a lot of stress, you know, I really craved it. <laughs> I just wanted peace more than anything, but I also just wanted that time and money freedom. Cause I thought that that's, that's the thing that would take all these emotions away, all mm-hmm. the stress and also solve all these problems for my family too which wasn't the case. But when I realized that it was like powerful because I realized, Oh, I'm subconsciously be dri- being driven to achieve and to, um, become more significant so that I can get more recognition, receive more love, take these burdens off of my, my mom and my family. And that was the only reason. Um, yeah. but then when I realized that I shifted into more of a aligned purposeful business, instead of just the motivation before that, which was, I was just trying to run away. Mm. Yeah. Do you think you guys had anxiety when you were a kid? Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot. There was some, I, I dealt with anxiety from By the time kid? I was very young. Oh, to, I was going like, to say I, like I would, three I would to be, 10. Huh? Like young, young, like three to 10, not I, like high yeah, school. I remember sitting in, I remember sitting in, well, church was one thing. Like I would go to church with my mom and sister every Sunday, mostly every Sunday growing up. And every time I, I always, I never liked going because every time I would like literally just sitting there in the seat, I would get so fucking anxious. Mm-hmm. And so I always hated it. And mm-hmm. that, like just sitting there, sitting still, I, I don't know. And I just didn't know how to deal with all of these emotions, all this anxiety. That's one thing, but also like I remember in, first, second, third grade in class, like getting so much anxiety. And they probably weren't your was, own feelings. Well, little kids. Well, so I no, like, I took it all on from, yeah. from like growing up with my mom and dad and yeah. before my dad left <laughs> with my mom and dad, cause they both had a lot of anxiety. And I remember the mm. day I was like, I told my mom about it. I was like, mom, I like really feel anxious a lot. And I think I have anxiety, have anxiety as if it's a diagnosis. It's not, but, um, she was like, Oh honey, I'm so sorry. You must've got that from your dad and I, and I was like, you think, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no shit. But maybe that's your teacher. Maybe you're put here in this life to like overcome these things. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like, that brings me back to the, the ancestral line. It's like, things that they they haven't felt it's like you're the one someone's eventually gonna feel it and yeah i mean i i've uh, it's been a journey but I've been, that's all that's like the story of my life is i've been going through all of these traumas like traumas beyond just me and my life like when when we were meditating together on streams that time i literally was having visions in my mind of like all these just extreme emotions. And I knew, cause I could see in the visions that it wasn't mine. It was ancestors. It was, you know, what? like I, yeah, I could, I could see it. I could feel it. And I was just like, I'm not in a space where I can fully process these things and fully let them come up. So I didn't. 
Um, but that's where I feel like ceremonial stuff comes in, like actually going out into the jungle with a guide, you know, I'll do the guide doing, doing like a <laughs> mushroom ceremony or ayahuasca ceremony, something yeah. like that, where yeah. you're in a controlled setting of people who know what's going on. Like they know what you're dealing with. They know how it works and they can guide you and hold a safe space for you. So like, yeah, I'll come with you guys. I want to do that. Yeah. I wanna, this is on my bucket list. I have Same. a lot of 2024. Yeah. Hundred percent. Let's do it. I'll be. Like this is the yeah. year. This is the year. It's it's crazy because like I've dealt with so much of that shit, but just realizing okay, there's a lot more of that deep in my subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the awareness, yeah, and that experience <laughs> when we were meditating just brought it. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm ready. Whenever it's whenever it's time for this to happen, I'm ready to go deeper into it in a controlled setting and where I can safely, you know, get into that release. And I've never done ayahuasca, but you know, I don't like people screaming, yeah. vomiting, like you're like, because yeah. when I was meditating, when I was in that state, I literally just wanted to like shake and roll around and scream and like let all of these things up. You could have. No, I couldn't. Why? Like, <laughs> Why did you feel that way though? Because we were, we there, just there was a, there was a, we were outside, we were in Hawaii <laughs> and we were just outside, like sitting on the grass. And then I like laid back and I was just going deep into those visions and stuff. And I literally like shortly after um, this guy comes and walks by and it was, it was oh, like the property owner, you just wiggle it around. Like, I would have told him you were okay. <laughs> Cause I remember he was no, laying no. on the ground and I was sitting there meditating and like deep in that. And I just opened my eyes and I'm just like, hello. Cause he's just <laughs> he's walking. Just walking. <laughs> and he's just like, hi. Yeah. He just kept going, walks into the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> did not question because he didn't know us he's the owner of the house did not question so it was a little we beach were... you guys are on well it was my um, sister's was the... place uh, she was staying giant. there it was in the jungle um, backyard yeah they had a huge like bro i love the water it was oh my god but it. it was like the perfect place for just mushrooms for just enjoying the tropical you know i think everyone should take shrooms one time in their life right in like yeah. a setting that's not at a party yeah. yeah, but like yeah, uh, whatever you realized is certain people know, like, I'm not ready for that. And that's good. Mm. Like, if you know, like, deep with it, like, no, I'm not ready for that. You, you're not, probably. <laughs> you're, you're, you're probably not. And it's probably not Maybe that's the ego so. that's scared of you to well, let, let no, go. I mean, it's, it's probably genuinely not safe if you're not, like, if you do not feel safe within yourself or you do not have a safe relationship with yourself. Because yeah. when you do, like, that's not something to play around with. Like, no. You seriously go, it seriously alters your Especially at strong doses. Ego yeah. deaths. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Have it's you like, experienced I, the ego death? Oh, for sure. Multiple times. <laughs> what does the ego death feel like? Because I feel like I have experienced them too, but I'm not sure. It's, for me, I feel like when you're on shrooms and the whole like ego death, that's just when you just finally get a realization of like, from, from my experience, it was realizing how unconscious I had been living. So just mm. gaining awareness of myself, of what I'm doing, the people around me, and like why everything is the way it is. I feel like mm. that was my ego death. Mm. It's just big awareness of like, okay, I'm in this space because of this. This is who I am. This is what I've been feeling. Mm. So just literally everything. I guess mine would be <laughs> similar because... I do remember, I think this is an ego death, 
I'm not, I'm not totally sure. I mean, it's different. But maybe you can interpret it however you yeah. want. Yeah. But there was like a moment in my life where I started realizing other people have feelings. <laughs> other people. No. I, al- I always knew other people had feelings. So let me let me clear that away. Like, I, okay. I, I, as weird as it sounds, I, I knew people had feelings, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't realize that, like, I don't know. I was in the old, my own world where I thought, like, my feelings were like, I don't know, like, stronger than others i don't know i didn't i didn't understand other I mean, people had fair. depression other mm-hmm. people felt strong emotions other people had these things and maybe i was just naive but maybe that was my yeah. ego death because then it made me be nicer to people that sounds like that like that sounds like more of a like empathy development of like truly understanding that not only do the other people experience all those emotions but like actually feeling that for them and being yeah. able to connect with them at that deeper emotional level, you know? Yeah. Also, but, the, like, knowing I, that you're not alone with those feelings. True, yeah. That's a big one, too, actually. I feel like that's, that's what I one. picked up from that. It's just like you're realizing you're not alone in this battle. Other people are feeling the things that you're feeling. You know what? That uh, is that is actually <laughs> exactly what I was trying to say. <laughs> Me saying I, I didn't know people had feelings, like, <laughs> like it wasn't that, but... It was kind of that. That sounds If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, the ego, okay, my first, like, really, like, uh, it was technically my second trip on mushrooms. I was actually, like, 15. Oh, wow. You started early. 15. I was, like, 15 and a half or so. I think I was 17. I was was with, uh, I was with my friends, and we were all, like, in the basement of my friend's house or the beast in the basement. basement. (laughs) That came like five years later, (laughs) five, six years later. But, um, it was like the first, like, after this, I realized like how much I actually did feel depressed and anxious on a regular basis more so because for like a month after I did the shrooms, I felt so much better and like happier. And it's like the shrooms will do that. Like it, it's really, it's really, it's really helpful for mental health. But you have to be like this is the this is the dark side of self improvement spirituality. It's like it's not fucking easy facing all those emotions oh, no. and shit. And ego death, like the way I perceive it is, I mean, I'll go into this story first, and it kind of ties in. But like I was on the shrooms and we. Um, we all like went outside and, and I mean, we were 15 at, and his parents, my friend's parents were home. They were just sleeping upstairs. So we all went outside we walked down the street and we were just, you know, hanging out. And then we ended up smoking. Um, and that just like, this was towards the end of the mushroom trip. But when we smoked, it brought back the, it like enhanced all of that and brought it back like yeah. a lot for me. Mm. And so when we went back inside, I went and sat on the couch. And so I was sitting there, like melting into the couch. <laughs> and I had my legs crossed. And it was, this was so funny. I had my legs crossed. And then I realized, like, oh shit, my leg kind of hurts. And I tried to move it, but I couldn't move it. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't move my leg, but it hurts. I was like, hey, uh, I, I asked for my friend to move my leg. And he was like, he was the only sober one. He was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, no, seriously, like I, I can't move it. He's like, all right, I got you. And then he gets up, turns off the lights, everybody's going to bed. Well, I'm like, it, it just, like just hit me all over again. <laughs> so it was completely black, completely dark when he turned off the lights. 
and I'm still stuck in the couch. Like I couldn't even lift my head up really. And did you become sudden, the couch? What was that? <laughs> did you become the couch? I was one with the couch. <laughs> I can confirm that. And uh, all of a sudden, after he turned off the lights, this like white circle appeared in my vision. And in my vision, it wasn't my eyes, it was my mind. And like, it was because it was all black. And then this white circle like started opening up. And then all of a sudden it was like, from this viewpoint, I was looking down at myself sitting on the couch from the ceiling. Were your eyes and, closed? Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so dark. It didn't matter if they were closed oh. or open. Like I, I wasn't seeing it through my eyes. It was like vision kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was really weird. But at the time I was like, that scared me. I was like, what, what the fuck is this? I was like, Jay, like turn, on, turn on the lights. Turn on the lights right now. Turn yeah. on the lights right now. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because he like just laid down. I was like, please turn on the lights right now. <laughs> oh, we that had like the scary. craziest experiences back then. But um, what did that yeah, teach so you? that was like, I. Or maybe it didn't teach you it, anything. Like, it was like a. A new perspective on life like it helped me to shift my perspective in a way where i really zoomed out from everything i zoomed out from like the problems i zoomed out from just everything like if you simply do this like kind of short visualization where you realize like okay i'm actually like this tiny little speck <laughs> like if you zoom micro out to the micro size micro of the world it's like all right yeah i'm like tiny i'm, I'm nothing like, mm -hmm. And then you zoom out even more. <laughs> it's like, okay, really? What, the, what do my problems even mean? Like, what is, <laughs> the, I have problems. That's funny. You know? We're like, a, <laughs> it's like, we're like a you blip just, in time. You just, no, yeah, exactly. really. yeah. you just see everything from this expanded perspective. And that was a big shift. Like I didn't, I didn't consciously put it like that at the time. Um, but like looking back on it, I realized like that was a part of a certain shift in my mind. Um, it's foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, oh, foreshadowing. <laughs> I have even more stories to tell. The <laughs> no, but, but, so I don't know if I had an ego death in that experience, but I definitely have like later on. And my experience with the ego death is like, it was just a, not just realization, but internalization, like truly understanding that I'm not actually separate from anything else. Like I'm not actually like this individual, this meat suit that I think I, that I, that I thought I was like, I'm actually connected with everything mm -hmm. and with everybody else too. And I, it's like, it's hard to describe, but you lose your sense of uh, identity and ego. Mm -hmm. no shit ego death but <laughs> but like you just lose that sense of identity and it's like no words i don't know it, no it's, words. It, it's crazy it scares me though yeah like even while i'm doing my communities or training people or things like that sometimes it crosses my mind like who am i to tell these people what to do i think that's like mm -hmm. my ego being dead yeah. If that makes sense, like a little bit of like imposter syndrome kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I want to say some, it, it could be a little bit of imposter syndrome. I'd be lying if I definitely say I don't get that. I get that all the time. Yeah. But uh, it's just more like I, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm just Jonah Downey. I'm just a like, little kid. I'm scared all the time. <laughs> I have insecurities. Like, who am I to tell other people how to live? Oh, but then again, I feel like 
it's my purpose to help other people. hundred percent. I feel like it's the fear trying to bring you to back down into a box. Maybe, that's, like maybe it's the people who told me when I was a kid that I was blah, blah, this, blah, blah, mm-hmm. that. I couldn't Probably. be anything special. Yeah. Maybe those, maybe that's what it is. Because yeah. I do get that voice sometimes that says, Jonah, like, who are you to do a podcast right now? Like, literally before this podcast, it was like, who are you to do this? <laughs> no, I, I feel you. Because that's the re- a big reason why I started my podcast is because I never gave myself the space to speak up, speak my thoughts. And mm-hmm. even just, like, being right here right now, there's thoughts in my mind of, like, oh, should I, like, should I say something? Am I interrupting? Or, like, are you guys just having a conversation? Like, just that's of the ego. It's just always playing in my mind but that's just because of things that i was told or things that i experienced when i was younger it's like just yeah just stepping into that purpose and just knowing that whenever you do have those thoughts like that is just the fear trying to drag you back down but who are you to not do this what else would you be doing with yourself because you you have that purpose you have that vision and you you know you're made for more and you know that you have a lot to offer, so who are you to not do it? That's the funny thing. <laughs> and I, I wonder if you guys can relate to this and people listening. I have the side of my voice that says, oh, Jonah, you are amazing. You can do so many great things. And then the other side that's like, Jonah, come on now. Be, be, on. be realistic. I hate blah, that blah, blah, <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm like tugging box. back and forth. But yeah. that's a good analogy. That's the box. That probably society wants most of us to live in yeah but people who start a podcast you start entrepreneurship yeah. that's why i like this so much is because it's like we're releasing outside the box yeah we're doing something extraordinary one thing i noticed that i personally say a lot and this so a lot of people around me is that society or we use they like they don't want us to be successful but like yeah who is they? <laughs> why? I just don't understand why we do that. Like, why do we take it outside of ourselves? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, we say society doesn't want us to do that. Like, and I just said that it? too. Yeah. That's yeah. what. That's what. But then when I think about it, it, I'm like, who is they? Like, I mean, is, no. is it well, is it society no. or is it really your internal voice? Probably. And that my that internal forms voice. society, yeah, because everybody the has ego, an internal the voice. The ego needs an enemy. If you're not projecting mm. like the blame onto anybody, the ego can't attach itself to it. Yeah. If it doesn't have an enemy, it's like, oh wait, oh okay, it's it, it's just me. No. That makes sense. That, I can't accept that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not me. Yeah, it's not, no, it's not me. But, it's everyone else's fault. But I like, want to release you, the idea that other people don't want me to succeed. Okay. The, me too. Not that no, you say that. Because I want, like, I people want me to succeed. Society wants me to succeed. Life wants me to succeed. So. At the end of the day, it's really just that internal voice saying, no, you don't. You don't get to. But I get to. Yeah. So having so, that mindset that so people want you to succeed. Like, I, I, I notice now when I see, like, content, uh, people talking about, like, other people, like, what other people think or other people are trying to hold you back or, like, other people don't want you to win, you get but, the world. but you got to push through. It's like, I don't resonate with that content anymore because I realize, like, I used to operate in that paradigm where it's like me versus them kind of thing but i've realized like i'm literally just it's, it's, just, me. it's me. just me and me. it's just me and <laughs> yeah me. and like when you said that about like society doesn't want i like the the initial first thing that came up for me was like based on the understanding of a collective consciousness like 
everybody has their own individual consciousness, but everybody's connected through the collective consciousness. And it also ties into the ego death. I think that understanding of like, oh, I'm actually connected with everybody. And it's like one big consciousness, but like society, like mm. that's just a larger scale manifestation of the ego within the individual consciousness reflecting into the collective consciousness, because it's like, you have that little ego voice. that's like, Oh, who am I to do this? Oh, you know, like whatever, like you're not good enough to do that. Stop getting ahead of yourself, you know? But then it's like <laughs> at the, at the larger scale, um, it becomes like the, like trying to find someone to blame or mm -hmm. like, they don't want you to do this. And really like anything, like the whole world, like society, the systems, everything, it's all just a manifestation of the same consciousness that we are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, we can say they, but it's also us. It's the same patterns we have. We have like the, the most greedy power hungry fools in the world who are like, top of the the pyramid and trying to trying to control yeah. everyone else like everything that's causing them to be that way is also within you and it's also within me and it's also within you it's literally just a manifestation of some aspect of the collective consciousness that hasn't been healed mm -hmm. or um it's like broken through like expanded beyond that yeah. to a higher level of consciousness knowing um, that you're capable as yeah. well and like you we i don't like the idea of like the 1% because i feel like that's just based on like materials that are outside of themselves what do you mean by that like the 1% that's just because they have a lot of money but like mm. money is not it's not, everything. it's not it's not real like we print that shit it's all energy. <laughs> yeah, it's just anyway. energy. So like that one percent, and I feel like putting the people on a, an elite status because they've accumulated a lot of different things. But like, who are they internally? <laughs> yeah, I mean the reality though is that like in this society, like when you have that, you have power, and it's all an illusion though. It's really all an illusion because yeah. if everybody realized that that actually wasn't like the thing that gives all of them power. Like if everybody else realized that and actually embodied their, you know, highest self and expanded to a higher level of consciousness, mm -hmm. we would realize like, Oh, these motherfuckers actually like, they, they, like we, enjoying we created, the abundance of life. Yeah. Like we <laughs> created the concept of money itself. Yeah. But now we put ourselves in a box where money is above us, mm -hmm. and people who have which is crazy. Above us, but, but but like that, the the elite, like the 1%, like that's just another thing. Having a lot of money is just another thing for the ego to attach itself to and identify with. Like, do, you, do you think there can be a benefit to having a quote unquote enemy? Because I'm asking a question because I don't know, but it's something that I think about because I know for myself, when I was an athlete in basketball, it got me motivated to know I had an enemy, the other team I'm going to play to work even harder. Or sometimes Kobe Bryant, like he's done stories about how he said that he would literally write people's names when he was in high school. People ranked above him. Those were his enemies that he wanted to work harder to quote unquote beat. So I wonder if there's like a benefit behind it. I don't know, but it is something I, I consider because. Yeah. At the I, level of competition. Yeah. At, at the level of competition where it's like, you're my enemy because I want to beat you and then I'm above you. 
Yeah. But that's but, also ego. But the comp- yeah. competition in itself is just an ego game. And it's not like a reality. Like in reality, we're actually all one collective mm-hmm. consciousness. We're all one organism. Like the whole earth is <laughs> like, we're all just one. And so at that higher level of consciousness where you truly understand that competition doesn't exist because yeah. like mm-hmm. competition is just like cancer within the organism. Essentially it's fighting itself. It's in conflict with itself. Yeah. And when you're in conflict with yourself, that's when you struggle the most, you know? And I guess what I'll say about that too, is when you have that enemy, what happens when you beat it? You're looking for the next enemy instead of being satisfied with who you are. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's the ego at the end of the day, yeah. wanting yeah. wanting an enemy, and they're like, oh, I can be better than you. But mm-hmm. in reality, that whole idea of having an enemy or being better than someone or achieving more, like that's just you not being truly connected to your purpose. Because I feel like if you're truly connected to your purpose regardless of what you're doing or what anyone else is doing, there is no competition. The only competition is really, I don't don't even know if you name it competition, but for me, it's just, it's not even getting better every single day. It's just living my purpose every day. Yeah. So I I wouldn't say it would be a competition. I mean, it's just evolving. No, I I feel like the competition is just like, there's always people are, there's so many people out there doing a lot of the same things and we see that as competition, but I think it needs to shift into, oh wow, these people just have similar passions and purposes that I do. And I that's mean, beautiful. It's essentially like, like if, it, if, okay, if we look in the, in terms of business, like there's other coaches and at a certain level of consciousness, I might look at other coaches to do something similar to what I do as competition, but it's like, are we not on the same mission here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't just like, if I wanted to just make a lot of money, I probably wouldn't do coaching. Coaching makes a lot of money. Like it yeah. can make a lot of money, but like, just go work construction. If, if, if it were something. just, well, not necessarily. If it were just money, like I would go build a different kind of business that has more scale. Good. Like yeah. for me individually, like my, what I get a lot of fulfillment out of is like helping people individually, mm-hmm. like one-to-one coaching conversations, like where I'm truly going deep with them and making a great impact. Like that's, that's very meaningful to me. But if I wanted to just make a lot of money, I wouldn't do coaching. Like yeah. I wouldn't succeed in coaching if I only cared about money because it's not about money. It's about service. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. It's a question that popped up in my head about purpose. Do you think purpose has to be, has to have inside of like your purpose, it has to have something involved in helping other people. Like can your purpose just be for yourself or does it have like someone who's an artist? Is their purpose to be an artist because they want to show good, they want to make people feel like creative when they see their paintings? I think my, my take on that is not that it has to, but more of that it gets to. And you're just, mm. you're, with, by you following your purpose, you're giving other people permission to also follow their purpose. And you're just creating that inspiring path. So for artists, like their, their purpose, like that is very internal and they're just, they're painting and they're, they're creating any, whatever art that suits them. But at the end of the day, that's just creating inspiration and permission for other people to mm. pursue their lives that way. It's like you, you are worthy of 
creating stuff. Period. Like, create it. Because like with people who don't create, it's like oh, I don't have anything special to create. Like why would people want to see my creations? Mm -hmm. But you know, but like just realizing you are worthy of creating stuff regardless mm -hmm. of the intent behind it. Like if you intend to create stuff to sell it or create stuff to build a big business or create stuff to help and inspire others, like it doesn't matter what the intent is, but just realizing like you are worthy of creating because you're a creator. Like yeah. that's all, we're all just powerful creators yeah. and that's why we're even here. Um, but no, I don't think that it only has to do with helping others. I think that by creating, by honoring ourselves in that way, we're like in the act of creating, you're literally saying like, this is worth creating. Yeah. And I'm, I'm worth, you know, expressing my imagination and creations in this way you're honoring yourself in that way to where it's like you're helping yourself and chances are if you're actually like connected with yourself in that way and you're helping yourself in that way expressing yourself in that way you're going to help others as a result naturally yes. now, whether you try to or not you're going to and the reason why i ask because well, first, when I first started my self-improvement journey, I was kind of like selfish a little bit, like, yeah. I want money, blah, blah, blah. But I kind of started realizing all the great people in the world, at least people I look up to, their purpose involved helping other people. But they obviously probably help themselves in the meantime, too. Yeah. You can't help other people yeah. if you don't help yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can, but you won't do a good job if you well, even try. Like trying to it pour out of an empty cup. Like, yeah. What is this? Like, I, yeah, let me help you. Here, you want some? <laughs> like, I, have you. I have nothing to give you. Yeah. You gotta fill your own cup. Yeah. Or that way, like, because if you're trying to, that's why so many people feel burnt out. It's because they're like, oh, I just gotta help other people and they forget to help themselves. Oh, there's a, there's a drop. You get like a drop. <laughs> I can give you this. People who aren't right. are watching are like, what are they talking about? No, yeah. But then at the end of the day, if you don't feel, if you don't fill your own cup and you don't help yourself first, if you're just out here helping and helping and helping, you're going to start to resent the people that you're helping because they're like, damn, they're just taking and taking and taking. But in reality, you're just not giving in to yourself. You need to strike that balance. Or allowing yourself to receive. Yeah. That's like, that too. like, like I'll, I'll but if you it, can't I'll give it back to, to yourself, you're not going to be able to receive anything. Let's talk about that. <laughs> the I, receiving. I was, Let's talk about that. Receiving. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to bring it back to coaching because I like I see um, people doing this kind of stuff, and it's like, ooh, like when the money money mindset blocks come up, or you know, stuff like that. It's like, oh, like are people going to pay me this much? Like, mm -hmm. am I like is my coaching worth this am much? Am I scamming them? Like, am, am I worth? Are my services worth this much? Like, I feel bad, you know, asking for this much money. Like that's a very real mindset that a lot of people go through and I've gone through it a lot myself because yeah. um, I used to have a terrible money mindset. Like I told you guys, I grew up with a lot of stress around money and um, so it's not easy to overcome that kind of thing. But uh, like if you don't honor yourself in that way and allow yourself to receive, it's like, oh, I love this example that Marissa Peer used and that recording that we were listening to mm -hmm. um who marissa Pierce. she's like a, a hypnotherapist she's oh, okay. like top tier hypnotherapist i actually do i practice the same kind of hypnotherapy that she teaches it's called rapid transformational therapy and mm -hmm. um it's really powerful but 
she was saying it's like breathing money is like breathing it's just an energy like if you if you're if you're breathing it like try breathing in take a deep breath in and then breathe out all the way and it's like if you don't breathe in again that's like not allowing yourself to receive money you're not allowing yourself to receive oxygen and how long can you hold that how long can that last it's not going to last very long or if you breathe in but you're afraid to give you're afraid to the you like you hold on to your money because mm. you're afraid of losing it like you can't just hold your breath mm-hmm. you know it's going to yeah. cause problems like you're eventually eventually you have to <laughs> eventually you have to yeah you're die you get right bro like giving and receiving is just it needs to be a flow and if you have an energy block or emotional block mental block within yourself that's not allowing that flow to happen then you're gonna, it's going to be out of harmony and it's like you're going to be trying to help so many people with your coaching business, you know, putting all your time and energy into it. And then it's like, damn, I have to pay rent. I literally don't have any money. And it's like, what the fuck? Like I've, I've been doing all of this, but with nothing to show for it. Like that's not going to last very long. You're going to resent what you do. You're going to resent it because it's not, it's not harming. It's not harmonious. It's not, I feel like one thing that really helped me with the money mindset and just the abundance is to stop hating on other people's abundance of money. Yeah. Just like, oh, why are they making so much money and I'm only making this much money? Like Mm. having gratitude for like, say your friends are making a lot more money for you than you have so much gratitude like oh, i love that they're making this amount of money i love that they're receiving all that abundance and just having gratitude for the abundance of anything honestly just mm. those around you the people around you and just anything that you're doing because one thing that i i think i asked juju this the other day but if you were to receive ten dollars from somebody right now how would you feel would you feel super grateful? And then if that same person would ju- would give you 10 grand right now, would that gratitude feel different? Probably. Hmm. If I'm being honest. Why though? It's a good question. Yeah, good question. I mean, I'd feel great for both ways. I'd actually well, why like dig into that. Why why do you why do you think it would be I probably would feel honestly the same amount of gratitude, but I'd feel a lot of the excitement attached to the 10,000, I guess I'd say. Cause I'm like, oh, I got 10,000 bucks. Yeah. Shoot. But that's something I really have to ponder on, I guess. I couldn't really answer why, cause that's never happened to me. I mean, I've gotten $10, but yeah. not 10,000. Yeah. But that is a good question. Yeah, that's just one thing I've been like really focusing on. Like, if somebody were to hand me 10K or $10, like, what would that gratitude be? And just, really sitting in that and trying to get that same excitement, you know, regardless of the amount Yeah. and knowing that it's all connected to the same abundance. Cause if I mm. feel super excited and grateful that I should receive $10 and the universe is going to be like, Oh, she loves that $10. Let me give her a hundred dollars. And then it's just going to build from there. I like to think of it from a parent perspective. Imagine you have a kid, if my mom and dad are watching. They're going to be like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> But imagine if your kid's being a dickhead today. You're gonna feel like wanting to be like the nicest father or mo- oh, mother. Yeah, let's go get some ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you want a donut? Yeah, let's go get it. Oh, you want this toy? Yeah, let's go get it. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, shut your ass. Go, yes. go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the universe does to us, I feel like. 
Yeah. Yeah. Bring gratitude is such a good topic. I like I like that analogy yeah. a lot because now it makes me realize I need to work on that <laughs> myself. Yeah, we, we all do. But it's just being grateful for the little so you can get the big. Because if, mm. if you can't appreciate the $10 that you have right now, when you get that 10K, you're not going to appreciate it. You are not going mm. to be grateful for That's that. facts. <laughs> I'll relate this to followers. Yeah. I remember when I first, first started blowing up on TikTok and mm. Instagram. I think this is actually during TikTok. My friends would be like, yo, how does it feel to be TikTok famous? And in my mind, I'm like, bro, it's just followers. Like, I didn't think anything big of it, but they thought it was like amazing, like whatnot. But then maybe that stopped me from getting more followers. But I don't, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. Wait, what, I mean, what stopped you? Not like thinking it was it was anything, not anything like good. I don't know if I wasn't appreciating, but I was just like, well, it is yeah, what it you is. You can also look at that in a way of like attachment. Like you were detached from yeah. followers. So it's like your, your energy field as a whole is more like allowing to receive, mm. to receive more followers because it's not like this huge thing for you where yeah. like, if I guess we, so, like, yeah. if That's we relate it back to why money, friends struggle to get followers. Probably, like, if they think it's this huge thing and they're like, "Oh, look at you, like, dude, you got so many followers. That's like so cool. You know, you're gonna be super successful. Like, oh, I wish I could have that many followers." And <laughs> it's of like those they, feelings, it's they have more of an emotional charge attached to this concept of followers than you do. So you're more allowing to. Like, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you're not attached. You don't care. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Ooh, this is the one I was trying to relate it to. My bad, I kind of lost track. You're good. <laughs> you said something about how if you aren't grateful about having $10, how are you going to be grateful for 10000 And I don't know if this relates to it, but this is what popped up in my mind is when I did start blowing up on TikTok, I grew like a lot of followers really fast, but I felt the same way. Mm-hmm. When I had 10 followers, I literally felt like I, or when I had 100,000 followers, I felt like I literally had 10 followers. So. Yeah. But it wasn't like a negative feeling towards it, but maybe what, that what just shows people. Was that? What were you pe- feeling? Maybe it just shows that people are trying to uh, push their happiness into the future, I guess. Because that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, I think I was thinking that the more followers I get, the more happy I would get. Mm-hmm. But it's such a quick dopamine rush, and then it's like yeah. nothing. But sorry, what was the question you asked? I was just asking, like, what, what was that feeling that stayed the same? just that i was it just nothing changed i guess it's just numbers mm-hmm. yeah i guess that's what it's i was like saying. oh shit i got a hundred thousand followers and then there's excitement and then tomorrow the next day it's like did you I'm, ever feel the pressure <laughs> like once you did start gaining like hundreds of thousand followers did you ever feel pressure of like oh i need to step it up oh i need to change this like did you ever oh. feel that at all this is something that i've made this shift finally yeah and this might help some influencers so all my content was based on views, which I'm not saying is bad, but I would like, of course, I would maybe be a little thirst trappy. <laughs> Nothing's crazy, but like literally all my focus is, okay, this got views more, this got more views. I need to do more views. And it kept me in a cycle of needing more mm-hmm. and more and not being happy enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is actually some Aisha struggles with too. And I feel like a lot of influencers do, and I still do. Yeah. Cause that, that's where your money's coming from now. Yes, that, that too. But this is what I'm trying to do now with my Instagram is posting what I want to post, not just for the views. 
and the views have been lower since I've been doing that, but mm-hmm. I feel happier. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure what to think about that, yeah. but that's something that I've had to make the shift is not just focus on views, but focus on what makes me happy. I say just trust that because your views are lowering, just trust that the right people are just making space for your more intentional and connected community to come in. Mm-hmm. That's because yeah. I've noticed as soon as I started my podcast, I dropped like a hundred followers. And they just keep dropping. For and, real? Yeah. Because I got more. But I love my podcast. And I love what I'm posting now. Like I was not being super intentional. And I was going like, oh yeah, let's 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 get real creative. What's going to get people's attention? Just all of that. And just like craving that. But I stopped doing that. And shit just dropped. Like every single day I'd watch the followers just go. But I'm just uh-huh. like, you know what? That's okay. Because they're just making space for the mm. more intentional audience. Mm-hmm. to come through it. And you guys are influencers as well. So like, I want to hear your guys' perspectives on yeah, like, in a sense. like, what are some things you guys struggle with? Because um, a lot of people don't judgment, know influencers judgment, struggle. Judgment, <laughs> judgment <laughs> is yeah. like the biggest thing for me like all my judgment. life. Judgment? <laughs> all my life, yeah. Um, just judge, like, you You are with me all the time. You experience, like, you observe this firsthand. Like, you'll be like, you're overthinking this. Or like, you do overthink. <laughs> Give an example. Give an example. Because you don't seem you don't seem like someone that is fear of being judged. If I'm being honest, that's I've done a lot of work on myself. <laughs> I like I one of my um, past, also like one of the longest relationships I had in the past was um, it was like at a certain point she actually got mad or kind of upset with me because I didn't post her on my social media but it was like mm. I would be looking at pictures that we took and I would be like oh like I, I was so insecure I, I, I used to be so mm-hmm. fucking insecure and so like judgmental of myself and just so uh, such a negative self-image mm. I would be looking at those pictures and it's not that I didn't post because like I didn't want to share her or whatever it was like I was looking at myself and I was like oh Mm-hmm. not good like i'm not posting that and I, I didn't even like if it was just a picture of her like i was just insecure to put anything out there anything regardless of what i was posting it was like judgment and mm-hmm. it's like judgment just the whole concept of judgment has been one of my uh, biggest weaknesses but i recently realized that there's also a lot of strength in it that has allowed me to even develop the mindset that i have now and the way like, that I look at things now because it's like I'll look at um, where it can be valuable for example is I'll look at the way that a lot of people live their lives and I that like critical thinking judgment kind of mind can go deep into that and really go to like a clear understanding of what's at the core of the way that Mm. these people are living and why it's not working for them. And if that makes sense, I mean, but it it just gives me a lot of clarity on like, instead of looking at like, uh, this is kind of hard to explain. Instead of looking at the way that somebody lives their life on a day to day basis as like, what are you doing? Like, why are you living like this? It's like, I'll look at the system below it that's really at the core of why everybody's living like that 
Like the belief. Because it's not your fault. It, it's you are subject to the system that is set up, and that's why you are. What system? Living within. So, money, for example, like people who are people who are not happy. They're not fulfilled, but they're continually going back and working a job that doesn't do anything for them like in terms of fulfillment or happiness or anything mm-hmm. like that or service and or creation it's not like the the, the true uh passions that they have it's not an extension of any of that but they continue doing it and it's like okay i can look at that like why are you living like this like why are you doing it but chance the reality is a lot of people a lot of these people don't really know better or know what to do or how to how to change that mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but actually it's just the, it's a, it's a big part of the human condition. It's something that a lot of, it's a, it's a way that a lot of people are living. And if you go deeper, you realize it's not their fault. It's the system that we're brought up in. It's the system, the way the system that is set, is set up. And um, I don't know if that makes sense. Does it? It does make sense, but I feel like it's got me questioning like, this system is that really the issue like i know that people working their lives and just like the jobs that they're working and just like the things that they're doing and just like feeling like they need to make money all the time like yes that is the system but is the system really the problem? Because we do still have that elite and you are still capable. Cause like, take us for example, like that system is still in place. People are still living that way. We just took ourselves out of it and said, we don't want that. Yeah. So is the system really the problem that, or is what, it just yeah. you internally accepting that, oh, I have to mm. be a part of the system instead of just taking yourself outside of it and be like, yeah, this system, it's a system, but I'm not going to be a part of it. Yeah. I mean, I'll be real. Like for me, when it got to that point, like I had a lot of pressure to go to college and do what's normal, typical, you know? Um, but for me, like when it got to that point, it was like, okay, I observed the way that my parents are living and they put all their attention on money and it's very stressful and all of this, but they're, they put all of their energy into this and they're still unfulfilled. They're still unhappy. They're still stressed all the time. And so I was like, that obviously doesn't fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to allow myself to fall into that same pattern. And so when it got to that point for me, it was like, okay, I'm either going to do something else or it's literally not worth it to me. Like just to be alive. It's literally not worth it to me. If I have to continue and live in the same exact way that I observed them living in, I would rather just not do it. Yeah. And that for me, it was like, that was a very clear decision. Like, like regardless of everybody telling me, go to college, do like, even if you want to do your own thing, like go to college first, because so you can get a degree because just in case, you know, I don't like, get, what I don't get is why you know, let other people tell them how to live. That was crazy, but I, no, but like you strong don't have enough sense of self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like the system, though, like the system itself, 
and I know a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but the system itself is not bad. It is there to challenge you. Are you strong enough to go against this so-called system and stand in who you truly are? Because I noticed like with me, I quit my job in July and I took myself out of that system. And Mm -hmm. ever since I did that, in my mind and like the way my life is now, it seems like that system doesn't even exist anymore. No, that's because true. I took yeah. myself out of it. I, that's a good point. I accepted that I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. And I feel like that system is set up to people who are working in that system are basically just giving their lives away. Like, Oh, do this for me, make me successful. Like that's what that system is, but it's the system itself is not bad. It's just, people don't have a strong enough sense of self or just belief that they are capable of actually living how they want and pursuing mm-hmm. what they want. So I agree with that, that in a sense. I agree with that in a sense. However, the system is set up to where it's a pyramid scheme. It just is like the, like the, the big corporations that create all this wealth for the 1% of people depend on other people getting paid less and doing the physical work doing like, like these people are getting paid millions and billions and they're not actually in it day in and day out doing it. Now there's the factor there where like they did put a lot into that to get that started in a way, but that's where it's like, I I don't fucking know. I alone am not going to resolve this whole thing <laughs> with my The know, only reason like, the system is still happening though is because people are still choosing to believe that they need to be a part of the system in yeah. order to succeed. The yeah. American dream. The issue is though, is they don't know they're in the system. Yeah. They don't know they need to break Lack up the matrix. Lack of awareness. That's crazy. It really is crazy. I feel like the, the key to all of this is just unlocking who you are and who you want to be. Yeah. yeah. And then having the courage to and face having, all the fears that are involved in chasing a dream. That's, that's the, the biggest thing. goes away after like that. My, my um, we'll call it philosophy, is you're one decision away from literally anything that you want in your life. This is a sneak peek to the One Decision Away podcast <laughs> by Elijah Mayne coming <laughs> out soon. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> Don't put it out there too soon. <laughs> Cut this out. Cut this out. (laughs) No, it's all good. good. No, I can't wait for that podcast to come up. I'm excited. But uh, like you're literally one decision away from anything in your life that you want. And what I mean by that is like people might take that like, what do you mean? Like that doesn't make sense. But if you decide that you want something, for me, I decided. It wasn't just like, oh, I don't like how this is. I don't like like how these people are living. Maybe I'll, I'll go try and become successful and create time and money, freedom for myself, and, and also create peace while I'm at like this internal. Yeah, I'm gonna just try. I think that's what I want. Like it was not. No, it was like I said. It was either I fucking do this or life is not worth living because mm-hmm. I'll filled with all of these emotions and stuff. It was like, I. I mean, I. I was at a point where I faced like suicidal thoughts all the time, and it's like it's just not worth it. Like, <laughs> but beyond that, going through it and allowing all of that stuff to be released as a result of the decision I made, right? If you don't make a decision that 
like if you're if you're here sorry for people who are just on audio if you're here he's trying to get to here like if you don't make it right now he has a, his finger up high one yeah, finger down one low. finger on the table one <laughs> finger up high if you don't make a decision that you're going to get up here that you're going to do what it is you want whatever that is have a happy relationship although you never observed or experienced an example of a happy relationship like literally decide that you're going to do it you're going to consciously and unconsciously face everything that's in the way of you where you're at right now and you being there it's going to happen when you make a decision and by decision i mean decide and cut off every other option because that's what decision means like at its root is cutting off every other option so and and this doesn't need to be like i'm deciding i'm going to be a firefighter like no it's like for me i'm deciding i'm going to be happy Mm. I'm deciding like it's it's more of a general kind of decision I'm deciding I'm gonna I don't know exactly what it's gonna look like but I know that this is what I want Mm. and know that I want to be happy I know that I want to be wealthy and I know that I want to be healthy so I'm gonna do that like the plan how it plays out may change but I'm still gonna get there because I decided that I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna do whatever the fuck it takes to get there I think that's the reality of it like and when you make that decision Everything that's blocking you off from getting there will be released. It, it'll have to. It just will. Yeah. That's how it works. Like, it, 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 nothing will, nothing will, if you truly make a decision, nothing can actually get in your way because the reality is nothing ever does get in your way. It's only you. You are your limitation. You are the problem. You are the problem. I mean, it's true. I'm not saying no, it. I mean, you are the problem. Like about it? That was your first episode, wasn't it? My first, <laughs> first episode. I'm like, you You're are so the problem. But it's true. If you I have know, any limitations. Yeah, well, I was going to say something about the one decision away. Yeah. What's holding people back from making that one decision is is fear. Is I think fear of the about, unknown. Yeah. It's like, how, well, how am I going to do it? Judgment. How am I, how is it going to happen? And I have the perfect quote. Yeah. There's probably a lot of perfect quotes, but was, I saw it on Instagram. It said, "The cold water does not get warmer the later you jump." So it's going to be cold if you jump in, regardless. Yeah. It's going to be scary if you jump in, regardless. It's unknown. Mm-hmm. But the longer you wait, it's not going to quote unquote be the perfect moment. Cause I know too many people wait to, cause I do fitness a lot. They start working out cause they need the perfect schedule. Okay. They need to wait for the perfect timing, but you just got to jump yeah. and just yeah. do yeah. it. That's how you get the cause that's what we it. did. Yeah. And imagine, like, imagine the regret we would have if we never, if we still are waiting. That is one thing that I like really made me decide is like, I will not regret my life. Yeah. I will not regret Same. And so I will not like decision. Like, look at all of us. We're all creating. We're all expressing ourselves authentically in our creations because we, because we made a decision yeah. that we weren't going to let out the same bullshit cycle that we saw people before us live out. Yeah, and just accepting and knowing that one, you are literally capable of anything. But if you are in that space, just for anyone listening, if you are in that space of, all right, I want to decide. I want to do better. I'd say for me, like the biggest fear I had was fear of, okay, what does that look like for my environment and the people around me now? If I'm deciding Mm. to do better, like you just have to accept that not everyone is going to continue on that journey and just learning how to let go and knowing that if you do cut people off, that is not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And if, 
if you are choosing to do better and you make that decision and you get the idea that you need to cut certain people off, that's a sign that whatever part of you is connected to those people also needs to go. So you can evolve and be better. That's one thing that I really, I, once I started cutting people off, I didn't stop and I still don't. Like if I, cause I, <laughs> you're ruthless. I, <laughs> and I, I try not to If you're to be listening ruthless, right now and you're Maggie's friend, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> I, I feel a little scared. You just wake up and she's like, you so. Not, Everything's back. See, but the thing is, I could. No. <laughs> I, but I wouldn't. I would never. Um, but just like, just not fearing it though. I just, I lost all fear. I'm like, you know what? Mm. If these people are meant to be in my life, they will find me again. Mm. See, they will go through that level and journey within themselves. They'll find me. If yeah. I cut you off, if you want to be my friend again, you have to do that internal work to be my friend again. Facts. Because, like, Facts. not everybody deserves my energy at every stage yeah especially when they're especially when they're playing with you like when they're not respecting you oh yeah i will cut you off in a heartbeat i was about to say something about that (laughs) That, that's something like for me like that's one way to experience it for me i felt a shit ton of guilt i felt a shit ton of like damn loneliness (laughs) because when i when i like had that separation point i literally had nobody yeah (laughs) it was like the hardest time. But wasn't that a blessing in disguise? I was blooming. It was like, yeah, it was a blessing. Like I had to clear all that shit out so that I could actually go within and I had to be alone with myself in order to face all of that stuff. If not, I would continue Mm -hmm. the same shit I was doing. You just mask everything. Yeah. With drugs, partying. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't count shrooms as drugs though. So I mean, shrooms are, shrooms are just nature. Yeah. Yeah. Just a powerful form of nature, honestly. Shrooms are something else, that's for sure. <laughs> but something that I uh, find weird myself is the more I level up, which is kind of egotistical when you think about it too, like I'm leveling up, I'm, a, I'm above you. Something I've tried to battle with is not feeling like I'm above people when I do level up financially or things like that. And when I go back home and I meet my, my friends and family again, hanging out with them, and they all stay yeah. The same to me. Maybe they've changed, but they seem the same person to me. They talk about the same stories about uh, the good old days, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. and I'm like, I can't really be myself right now. Like, I know if I talk about meditation or self-improvement, they're going to look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm not saying that's like everyone in my family, but like I, I've dealt with that a lot. Yeah. And it's been uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can relate to totally. that. Yeah. Definitely. I don't, I don't know how to relate to most people. The same. Too. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> Once you that. get on that I'm, journey, yeah. like I feel like you get even more alone because you don't know how to relate to those people. Sometimes I feel but, like a weirdo. Like, okay, no, <laughs> I, I know how to relate to a lot of people because we're all we're all human. Yeah, like, we all experience the same emotions. Like, maybe from different experiences, but we all experience the same emotions. And it's like in that sense, I can totally relate to you. But like the shit that you talk about on a day to day basis, for for most people, like. I, I could care less about the, your sports teams and every, like, all the, like, all What Tina shit. said behind I, your back. I don't yeah. give a shit. Like, yeah. yeah, like, the good old days, the best fucking days are right now. I know. Right here. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, okay. Cool. But, <laughs> like, all those kind of things, like, the, the frame of mind that a lot of people are in about, like, the topics that talk about, like, talking about other people, drama, like... Oh, did you see what she wore the other day? Like 
oh my God, are you fucking serious? Like, who cares? You, yeah. You're just judging yourself because in reality, you want to wear that, but you don't have enough confidence to do it. So you're going to judge them for doing it. The four like, agreements just free yourself. Free yourself. <laughs> yeah. like, you're so wrapped up in all this shit, like, you're not free. If uh, there, you need to, whoever's listening to this right now needs to read the four agreements. And the fifth. Don't the forget them. And join the. You join. do the fifth agreement. There's a fifth Wait, there's agreement. There's a book on that? There yes. Is. There's a but fifth agreement. Author, but yeah. If, oh. It talks Hold about on. the four agreements and then goes deeper uh, into the. A quick, a quick word from our sponsor. I didn't know that. A quick word from our sponsor. Um, if you want to check out the four agreements, we're reading it right now in the 1% book club. Oh, so check, check out the out. 1% book club. The 1% book club. Is it the link in your bio? Link is in I am not Jonah Downey's bio. Yep. And the 1%, it doesn't even mean like you got to be a part of the 1% group. It just means get 1% better every day. Boom. Like that's the meaning of it. Yeah. And even and if it's 0.1%. Like yeah. you can, you can get read, a little better. You can read one page in the book every day and get something from it. Like, but right, book, yeah. right now we're reading the four agreements. This podcast is going to be out forever. We're going to be reading a different book. You know, <laughs> we'll probably be reading next month and then the month one of Elijah Mang's so books. Whenever you hear this, yeah. join, get in the one percent book club. It's five dollars, you guys. It's, it's five. <laughs> and if you don't have, you could get a McChicken for five bucks or whatever coffee. you call them, a coffee. coffee. Yeah. You, I mean, I spent nine bucks on a matcha earlier today. Go back to the money mindset. Yeah. <laughs> mindset is everything. Well, you said Do what? You, going back to the money mindset. Do you feel worthy of spending five dollars on yourself every month? Mm. That's what That's it is. That's the real question. It's yeah. a personal investment. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're, if you're, chances are, if you're not investing in yourself in some way, even if it's just buying a $15 book, you, you should be. <laughs> I don't like the word should, but. Yeah. If you need to cut That's out your you expenses in that a little bit. Space of black. Yeah. It, I mean, and we're not saying like go out and just spend a bunch of money that you don't have. Like, it's just with the money that you do have, knowing that it's okay to invest that in yourself because that's how you're going to get more money. Mm-hmm. And Think of it like a video game. Sorry, I didn't mean to catch on you that. off. No, expand on that. Well, I was going to say, in a video game, how do you succeed? You can't just spend your money on things that aren't going to make your character better. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Skyrim when I was a kid. It's an <laughs> RPG. You have to keep paying for new swords and, like, mm-hmm. shields. Are you going to get killed by the monsters? Upgrading yeah. your skills. Yes. Like agility or strength. Like, <laughs> yes. There's so many games that have like that kind of model. And it's like, that's, that's, that's real life too. Like, yeah. it's like you, have to, too. you have to do that stuff. In and Monopoly, you have to invest in properties or you're going to go broke. Yeah. yeah. And I also want to say that like, if you give yourself that space to invest that $5 in yourself now, Further along in your journey, whenever you do start your own business and you're starting to charge people, you're going to feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing that. Like, yeah. oh, I, I've been investing in myself for so long. Yes, I am worth that money. Maybe you should learn how to invest in yourself. Yeah. Like, you'll just feel more I, comfortable doing that. I charge thousands, even tens of thousands of dollars for my coaching, but I've spent tens of thousands of dollars investing, you know, in myself. And yeah. so it like, it's, it's realistic. It makes sense. It's not like I'm over here like penny pinching you know like and that's oh, why no, the money's coming like, back I, I don't i don't need a i don't need the coach for that i don't need a, i don't need to, i don't need a trainer like i don't, <laughs> I don't need that yeah. but but here like sign up for my program <laughs> no <laughs> i'm doing it i'm living it and that's why i can actually he's on coaching calls every day basically every single day <laughs> the thing is like you got to just think of it like is let's just say i want to buy your program it's ten thousand mm. dollars is $10,000 worth who, who I could become? 
I would say yes, 100%. If I could That's have priceless. less anxiety, if I could have more confidence, which is what your programs do, if I could blah, 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 you just upgrade people's lives basically – that's worth ten thousand dollars. If I have that much to spend, it's worth more than that. If I don't, I might go to YouTube. Like if you're broke, financially, not mentally or spiritually, then just go to YouTube. Yeah. But investing in yourself, I like how we're talking about this because everyone should invest in themselves. Whether it's a YouTube video about learning a skill, books, like constant one percent club, be seeking to expand <laughs> yourself because, like, subconsciously, you subconsciously like you're literally not aware of what you have going on subconsciously that's the definition of it and you have things that are holding you back like if you're in a position what your life is currently reflecting to you like there's something within you that's keeping you there and if you're experiencing something you don't want to experience if you're experiencing a block like every time you try to make more than ten thousand dollars a month like you you fall back to your baseline like you can't go beyond that you're subconsciously experiencing a block like you're blocking yourself from it and so like that's just one aspect of like if you're going to do subconscious reprogramming work or hire a coach like me versus like a fitness trainer like investing in yourself in that area it's like you you know you know what your body looks like you know how you feel about it you, like you and how it feels not just how it looks like that's how it feels is even more important but mm -hmm. if it's not how you want it watch a YouTube video. If you don't have the means to invest in yourself, like, I mean, do 10 push-ups. In reality, push in reality, <laughs> like, I said, I said, listen to the Magical Lane podcast. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> in reality, you have no excuses. If you're not doing it, it's not because you lack information. There's information. There's every so single bit of information that you need freely accessible to you. Yeah. It's because you lack an implementation and accountability. Join a community. Yeah. Hire Jonah. Like, get Let's some, get swole, get some accountability. Like get someone who knows what they're doing and can help you with it. Because, like, this is something to consider as well. Investing in yourself is the best investment you could ever make. You can invest in real estate. Amen. You can invest in stocks. You can invest in businesses. You can do all of this stuff. But that is not going to expand your capacity as a person to create more. But the more you invest in yourself, as a vehicle for getting you the life that you want to get, like you, that's all, that's all you, like you're the vehicle for creating what you want to create. And so if you're not investing in yourself, you're not going to be continually expanding your capacity to create at a higher level, regardless of what that is, body, fitness, money, like you need to learn the skills and invest in yourself, at least in some way, like yes. energy, time, or money. It doesn't always have to be money, at least investing energy and time in your skills to improve those things because otherwise you're going to stay stagnant and you're going to continue to live out the same patterns and create the same exact results in your life over and over and over again. Like mm -hmm. most people are doing that. I want to ask you guys a question because I know just before you do, yeah. uh, we are an hour and 42 minutes in, but my phone is going to die kind of soon. So we should wrap this up somewhat soon. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm at 4%. So <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have charged it before. And we might cut this out on there, but who cares? We still have this. I just want to let yeah, you know. We're still oh, true. Yeah, we have okay. that one. But I want to ask you as a question, because I know I experienced this whenever I first started my journey, and I've had other people like tell me this. For those that are wanting to do better and they have a lot of passions, what would be your advice or just anything for 
those that have so many things to do like I want to start my fitness journey I want to start eating better I want to start working on my hobbies for those that just get so overwhelmed by all the mm. things that they want to do, what would be your advice for that? Because <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people experience that. They have yeah. so much that they want to improve and get better on that. They get so overwhelmed by all of these things that they just choose to do nothing. Patience. It doesn't, you don't have to do it all. You right do now. need patience. That's patience. for sure. Yeah. You're not going to do it all right now. Like that's something I've constant, I've had to remind myself of so much on this journey because it's like, I'll get so ahead of myself thinking into the future, thinking about all these different things I want to do. And it's like, yeah, where am I right now? Oh, I'm here. Okay. So bro, when you're 23 years old, gonna, exactly. Yeah. Like, Even I, if you're I'm 50, a, you still have 40 I, years left in life. If you're healthy, I was 19 years old beating myself up so much. Like what the fuck? Like you need to be doing more than this. You need to be like, how are you not further along? Like I was beating myself up some, I had such a, it, it still creeps back in sometimes, inevitably. But, but that's a I, good I, thing. I, I had keeps you going. A, in a sense, I had a <laughs> – now, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> I had a, like, very harsh inner critic. Like, mm. I was my worst enemy, like, beating myself up so much. And um, it's, like, crazy. You just have to have patience. Like, you, you have to have compassion for yourself and understanding, like, I mean, really, we get so like wrapped up in, oh, I want to do all these things, all of them. Like, that's likely because you're not comfortable being in the moment and just being present right now. Mm -hmm. If it's like, like it's excitement, but it's also like, like channel that excitement, channel that urgency. Yeah, yeah. And ur urgency is often coming from fear and like lack and, you know. It's like you have to be patient with it and understand like this is a lifetime journey. It's not just, especially like if you're new to entrepreneurship, it could be easy to go here and then it's like a shiny object syndrome. You're like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. And like, you just got to start with one thing. You, you yeah. Not, not just start with one thing, but like patience and what's most important to you and what do you feel most called towards right now? Yeah, I was going to say, I gotta, go ahead. I was going to say, I got a quote. From Jordan Peterson. You guys know who that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he says something along the lines, before you try to fix the world, clean your room. Mm -hmm. So something that, that <laughs> I've realized that. in my own life, if, I have, if I'm having a, clean, a, a dirty room, if I'm not consistent on my sleep schedule, if I'm waking up sporadic times, if, uh, if I'm leaving socks on the ground, just things like that, my ability to actually get started on things is really bad because I'm so scatterbrained. Mm -hmm. Like... If you want to get in better shape or start a business and you feel overwhelmed, start with just cleaning your room yeah. or create a morning routine that's super simple. I like that. And then have patience because yeah. there's going to be times where your room gets messy again or things like that. <laughs> but but like do the little things. Yeah. I feel like that's huge. And Making also, your bed every day yeah. changes so much. That's something I need to do. Things like that. <laughs> Make your bed every day. <laughs> Like everything around you affects you in some way subconsciously. Like if you're looking at a dirty room all the time, like what are you reinforcing within yourself? Unconsciously, you may not even be aware of it. You may just, it may just be completely normal to you, but you're unconsciously reinforcing that maybe you're a messy person or like mm -hmm. you, you can't stay on top of everything or, you know, like, I don't know, whatever, like, you know, better than I do. Whoever's listening, you know, you know yourself. <laughs> I don't even know. You know what you need to learn <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what's going on, but those are things that are important. And, um, also like for me, I know 
with like the scatterbrain thinking and stuff. And it's like, I'll get so excited about all these different passions and ideas I have and things I want to do. And it's like, I'm like, I'll, I'll get in that state where I'm writing down a billion X like ideas and things I want to do. And then I do nothing. It's like meditate because that pattern is not going to get you there. It makes you <laughs> of feel being all over the place and trying to do everything. Yeah. yeah. Cause I feel good after I write a bunch of things down. Yeah. I'm reading this book called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Yeah. And he talks about in the section how people have this issue of we daydream about what we want to do. And it tricks our mind into thinking that we're actually being productive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we haven't done crap. Yeah. <laughs> and That's I, so and I do this all the time. I'm, uh, <laughs> Just yeah. like you yeah. said. Me too. Yeah. And I've done it so much. I yeah. don't think it's a bad thing because we should be daydreaming and thinking of creative ideas. Yeah. But we need that the version of ourselves that is a go-getter yeah Yeah. i'm actually gonna do something and like how can you like for me it's like i'll get this extreme level of excitement around all of this and then it's like how do i even begin because it's Mm. like i have excitement but it's towards this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing and and it's like yeah i want to be a five times best-selling author and i also want to be a speaker you know and i also want to meditate i also want to start my clothing brand and i also want us to build this community i also want to be a model and walk i also want to i also want to walk in milan fashion week you know like all these all these different things i also want to learn a backflip i have to meditate meditate and channel channel like channel that excitement and that enthusiasm and that energy into right now yeah the present moment it's it's like i'm saying this but this is something i need to work (laughs) on too channel it into the present moment and what like focus like what is the one thing right now the one thing i think that's the the title of the book the the one thing by like gary um gary v no no not gary v Gary Keller's. I'm, I'm probably butchered. I, I'm Hopefully he's probably not watching. Wrong person. Right yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be cool if he was watching. <laughs> that would but be cool. I don't know who one, it is. The one thing. It's like, what is the one thing that I can work on right now that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? Yeah. It's oh. Because like, mm. it's like if you have all these different ideas, it's like you're not going to do all of them at the same time. What, where can you start? With one thing and channel that excitement and enthusiasm into that one thing that is also going to be the most, well, reasonable, but also impactful and might even create more energy towards everything else. But you need to start with one thing. I, I'm, I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it makes perfect sense. Like just the way I'm going to say it. I have a question for you though, Maggie. Is I want to hear your answer to that to that question. Because the question about uh, what should people do if they have a hard time just getting started? Like if there's so many things. Oh, the question I asked. Yeah. Because I could tell you, I feel like you wanted like I don't know, wanted to say something about it. I want to hear what you got to say. Um, I would say. You say what? I would stop the recording before it dies. I don't know if it'll stay. We got three. We got three percent. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that one percent's holding on long. Yep. <laughs> All right. What, what were you? Saying? So my answer to the question of just what to do whenever you're so overwhelmed is one just I like the idea of just having patience and knowing that you don't have to do it all at one time, but really just giving yourself that love and going into 
meditation or just a silent space with yourself and be like, okay, why do I feel overwhelmed right now? And I know for me, that feeling of being overwhelmed usually stemmed from, okay, I haven't been doing the best or I wasn't doing the best for myself in the past. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I need to do so much right now to Mm -hmm. make up for that time. But in reality, like (laughs) you don't have to do that. And it's just giving yourself love and compassion. Like, okay, I know before this moment, I wasn't doing the absolute best and that's okay. That is beautiful, but right now, I'm gonna choose one thing that I can do to just improve my life 1% every single day. And I know like, one friend talked to me, sorry. There's there's so many moments where I wanna cut in, not because I don't love what you guys say, but it like makes me think of more things. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, I can expand on that. Yeah, Yeah, there's so much expansion going on, I love it. It's a great conversation. But I can't wait to listen to this. I know. Yeah. But just just giving yourself love and compassion and knowing that you don't have anything to make up for. Because like the past is the past and just loving and accepting that the past is that way and not being hard on yourself and just knowing that you just have to choose one thing. And all of those other ideas, they're not going to go away. They're just going to whatever feels the best at this time dive into that and just trust that all those other ideas, like they'll come into play when they're mm-hmm. meant to Yeah. just the divine timing of everything. But I definitely think we should wrap this up soon. And I know we I think, go for four more hours. Yeah. I mean, two hours, but <laughs> Maybe Rogan we'll do a part. Sometimes. We might do a part two of this. I'm, with it. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so hungry. I haven't eaten the day. It's like five o'clock. I'm like, oh, my yeah. stomach. <laughs> but I know at the end of my, podcast i like to ask the audience a question so i think it'd be really cool if each of us cool. asked the audience a question three I'll questions go, three questions i'll go first yeah okay my question is hmm. i would ask you guys to grab a piece of paper and write down i guess let's say three things you can start doing today like not tomorrow but today it could be if you want to get in better shape, 10 push-ups if you don't work out at all and do it now. But three things, whatever resonates to you that you want to get going with. That will be my question, I, I guess. Like it's very similar to the one I was going to ask. I was going to say. That's why I went first. <laughs> <laughs> my, my question is, what is one thing that you can do for yourself or show yourself more love or just add to your routine every day that is going to improve yourself 1%? I love it. This. Like, what's that one thing that you can start doing now? To I'll change my yourself? question. I'll change you don't my need question. To change your no. question. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't mind. I'm not gonna change <laughs> it because it's different. It's four things though, but it is kind of different. Yeah. yeah, mine's more of on the like this self love routine side. Mm-hmm. Like, what's one thing you can do? Like making your bed. Like inner work, kind of like yeah. self love. Inner work, like journaling or reading more or. Just like reading, you literally read three pages a day and that will change your mind and your brain mm-hmm. so much. Especially you probably want to read yeah. more than three yeah. minutes It's just, it's building it up and just knowing like, if I, okay, I only want to read one page a day. Like, that's okay. Sorry to like, I have one thing that I want to say is just, um, somebody told me this idea of say you want to start going to the, to the gym and, but you don't feel super motivated. 
Get up, put your gym clothes on, and drive to the gym. You do not have to go work out. But then you'll just start wanting to go, and then eventually you'll be like, all right, I'm already here, I might as well work out, and then boom, you have a new workout routine. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's, good. that's good advice. All right. Your question. My question. Um, we're going to go deep into the, the self-reflection, the self-awareness. With what you want, you guys kind of both talked about like what, what you want, right? With what you want, the things that you want the most, where are you coming from? Like, mm -hmm. why do you want them? Where are you coming from? And what is the motivation behind those things? Mm -hmm. On that same sheet of paper you took out to answer <laughs> Jonah's question, below it, after, after you do that one. Right, right a line down the middle. What you want to do and then... Why? Why? Oh, that, that's a good one. That's, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that. Yeah. Write down like what you want and why do you want it? And don't be afraid to be fully true about why you want it. Because sometimes this just came up because I was thinking about like getting super excited about wanting to do all these different things. And I can say this because I've experienced it sometimes. Your ego might just be having the trip of its life right now. And it's like, mm -hmm. I want to do all these things. Why? Why do you want to do all those things? And why do you feel like you need to do all those things? And why do you feel like they're all so urgent right now? Because maybe it's a sense of significance and status. Maybe it's like, uh, like one thing I mentioned was five times best-selling author. Now that's not actually something like for me, that was just random off the top of my mind, but like, I want to do that and I want to do this and I want to do that. Is it like, why do you want to do it? Is it because it's super meaningful? to you internally and or you're passionate about it or and i guess i bring up that example of five times best-selling author because that is purely status mm -hmm. that's a that's a status desire right there nobody wants to be a five times best but imagine the person you would be if, true but like if you're talking about <laughs> I, like not just i want to write five impactful books but i want to be a best five times best-selling author yeah. coming from a place of significance seeking significance mm -hmm. and so recognize that and it's totally okay that's that's completely normal like for me this is something we've talked about too but oftentimes when you feel insignificant you seek significance so much more and that's mm -hmm. like True. something that i experienced a lot of especially getting into entrepreneurship and realizing like i wanted to do these things just so that i could run away from the pain that i was feeling it's like i wanted this sense of significance because i figured I'll get more love and appreciation and attention and then solve my problems. Um, but that's not necessarily <laughs> how it works, but just knowing where you're coming from, knowing what is at the core of your motivations and your desires is huge. Yeah. That's a great one. Self-awareness. Start with Beautiful. why. Yeah. 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 Just go down the line. <laughs> that was perfect yeah. order. That was perfect <laughs> order. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful Sweet. conversation. So How thank you, you guys yeah. as, as the host of <laughs> thank you guys for joining the, the Fit for Life Mind Body Podcast, the Magical Lane, all in one. Yes, and, the um, Fit for Life Magical Lane Mind Body Podcast with Mag Maggie. Wait, wait, wait. Maggie, <laughs> Jay. Maggie Jay. Now that we threw it out there, it's the Fit for Life Mind Body Magical Lane Podcast. One decision away. Yeah, <laughs> one decision away. Podcast. The, the ultimate collab. Yeah, that no one needed, but everyone wanted. So. Yes. I think they need it. Yeah. <laughs> need it. Like, no one wants it, but everyone. Yeah. Needs it. Nobody knew they needed it. <laughs>
Okay. What about this? Before we end this, let's just give them our Instagrams and social medias and stuff so they can. Okay. Yeah. You can I'll start. start. Elijah, Follow yeah. me on Instagram at underscore Elijah Mang. E L I J A H M A N G. Mang. My Instagram Mang. is underscore dot Maggie Jane. It's M A G G I E, not with a Y. Jane. J A N E. <laughs> and my Instagram is I am dot Jonah Downey. It's funny. Sometimes I'm like, shoot, I don't want to say it wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I, yeah. I know how to spell my name, but it's I A M dot J O N A H D O W N E Y. Follow us all. Connect. Yeah. Tell us your answers to these questions. And join the one percent book club. And message me. Join the one percent. Yeah. I love you guys. All right. Love you. Peace. Peace. Peace.